health and fitness with David Hollywood in association with The Hearing Consultancy. TheHearingConsultancy.ie Hello and thank you for joining us on Health and Fitness with me, David Hollywood. On this week's show, you're going to meet the people who help make Parkrun in the Midlands possible. Why am I looking at all five of them in studio right now? You'll find out very shortly. If you're thinking or mulling over giving up cigarettes, then stay tuned. We'll have someone on from quit.ie on the show. And finally, you'll learn about a new research paper that suggests renting is as bad for your health as being unemployed or even smoking. That's all to come on Health and Fitness this evening. Right now, though, we are joined live in studio by Mairead Scali of Mount Lucas Park Run, Martin Murphy from Mullingar's equivalent, Garode and Deirdre Oman from Tullamore and Paul Callahan from Donegal. And together, they're the representatives of the park runs of the Midlands. And on the eve of their 100th park run, obviously, Tullamore centre stage in that respect. Everybody, please say hello. Hi, there. <laughs> there we go. This place does sound populated. Um, OK, so let's start. I just want to say a big thanks, firstly, to Jack Ryan, who kind of pulled everyone together in this regard to celebrate Park Run uh, because the event is celebrating its uh, 100th running uh, of an event in Tullamore. Uh, Garod and Deirdre Oman are here representing Tullamore. Guys, on the occasion of the 100th event, obviously it's a great milestone to recognise. Uh, you must both be looking forward to a big day out tomorrow morning. Deirdre, you can uh, start by giving us your thoughts ahead of uh, tomorrow's event. Yeah, we're really excited on uh, tomorrow's event. Hopefully the rain uh, is uh, <laughs> destined to move away overnight. Um, we're looking forward to a big uh, turnout. Um, we do quite a lot of work with uh, Mental Health Ireland. So they're coming, quite a number of their clients and carers come. Uh, they're sponsoring um, a coffee um, hut for us tomorrow. Brilliant. And we're looking for a, a big turnout for people to come to as I just say, run, hop, skip or jump uh, for the 5K, make a few friends and um, come and join us for a coffee afterwards. And Grode, as Deirdre just alluded to there, one of the great things about Parkrun is that it, it's it's open for everybody to get involved in. You don't need to have been training beforehand or uh, to be a dab hand at running. It's simply about being there and, and taking part, man or dog, as uh, Brode tends to prove every weekend he shows up. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I wouldn't consider myself a, a runner. I, I like the 5K distance, so usually that once a week makes it handy. And uh, Broad is a, a one-year-old Irish wolfhound, and uh, he likes to keep 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 going and keep keep us on his on his toes. So, <laughs> uh, you know, he gets a great uh, reaction each week. He turns out. Um, I suppose you know I don't make it to all of them. Deirdre does an awful lot more. She does an awful lot of the the uh, um, volunteering. She's our fiftieth volunteer done already. Wow. Um, and but I say Broad probably has more uh, runs than both of us <laughs> because when I'm not running, Deirdre will run with him and vice versa. So he's quite popular. But yeah, again, not being a runner is just something. I uh, it's a nice uh, distance bit of run. Uh, if you've dropped off for a week or two or a couple of weeks, the fact that park runs are all over the country they're at half nine of a morning whether you're on holidays or taking a break uh, you can just have a quick look in and just decide to go and it's very much we, we would have a lot of runners but we have a lot of people who just want to have a run or as there to say a jog or a light walk uh, and it's always open it has that friendliness about it um, and the timings you know is just something to kind of 
keep yourself motivated. It's not about people. I hear lots of people on the personal bests and all that, but it's not about that. It's about knowing that you're doing doing something. And as I said, Jay, if you've, you've let it go for a week or two or even a couple of months, if you've been out injured, there's loads of opportunities to volunteer. Uh, always volunteers required. And as I said, at one of the recent park runs, we men have to do an awful lot more in the volunteering department as well, you know. A lot of the women give an awful lot of their time and notice and uh, okay. you know, we need to do our bit for that too. That's a fair point actually. Um, and uh, Deirdre, in relation to tomorrow, uh, the, uh, Garode said you've volunteered at 50 of these 100 Tullamore Park runs. I have. I've, I've volunteered uh, 52 times and I have run 48, which means out of the 100, I've actually attended all bar two of the park runs in Tullamore. Are there, is there anyone uh, who attends these that's got any, any comparable attendance record at all? Uh, uh, Jack is nearly... Uh, Jack's pretty uh, good Jack's as well. pretty good uh, and that has dedicated a lot of time. But uh, when we're local, we only live around the corner. Um, it's a great way. Um, I had decided, the kids are kind of growing up, I decided I needed to start volunteering to do something to get to meet other people because um, the kids were gone. So it, it was a great uh, way to get a little bit of exercise in um, and to meet new people. The coffee is nearly as important as the run uh, on Saturdays. Um, and I've I've met loads, loads of new friends uh, and colleagues uh, at it from it. There's the social event. You guys go to Jenny's Kitchen typically afterwards in, in, in Tullamore. Yeah, we haven't yeah. quite hit the pub uh, yet. No, that's correct. Yeah, you know, we're, work- <laughs> we're working on that. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> um, a final question on the Tullamore Park Run for now anyway is in relation to tomorrow morning uh, if anyone has fallen off regularly attending it or um, is considering tomorrow turning up at tomorrow in particular will be one of these mad cathartic events because there's going to be so much enthusiasm it's going to be so busy and just a lot of smiling faces I think uh, absolutely we're, we're surprised when we, we meet people out walking and we say to them do you know about the park run in Tullamore and they kind of say no and we say come down any Saturday come down 20 past 9 on a Saturday um, so we don't mind whether you fall off um, or not or if it's your first run um, uh, and that and particularly tomorrow we'd love to see anyone who's been with us over the hundred to come and say I, I'm come back or we've had lots of visitors so we're looking forward to a few of those visitors returning to us. Um, park run tourism is kind of a, a novel way of actually getting out around the place um, and, and we love on a Saturday morning saying have we any visitors and we love to, to hear people who've come from South Africa um, London lots of people doing the alphabet and, and a new one lots of people actually trying to do the time to have one to zero, one, uh, one to 60 under timing so they're actually trying to finish in Point zero one, point zero two, my gosh, and which is a bit mad as far as I'm concerned. But um, it's a great way. So come along tomorrow. We we'll op- welcome you with open arms. Whether okay. you've been for great stuff, and um, that is taking place in Tullamore at um, nine thirty tomorrow morning, the hundredth event. And um, let's go to Athlone Park Run. Paul Callahan is uh, in representing uh, the Athlone Park Run. Uh, Paul, talk to us about Athlone. What kind of run is it? Describe it. Describe it for us. Um, Athlone Park Run is a, a it's based within the TUS College campus in Athlone. Okay, so um, easy to pick out landmark wise yes, or where to go. Park, we have on-site parking facilities free of charge on Saturday, so that all of that's there. There's toilet facilities, changing facilities, uh, on-site, and there's something for everybody. So most of our course is on grass. Hmm. We have a cross-country section through a tree-lined area. 
and we have a few hills thrown in for good measure. But I'm from Donegal, so it's, it's to be expected. Well, apart from your silky smooth, wonderful Don- Donegal accent, the fact you're wearing Donegal GA garb in here, uh, I can see that a few of you couldn't resist representing your county one way or the other. There's no credit to you for that. And um, so it certainly it's challenging and probably for those who do the park run around there, they, they, they could also see it as just generally good training to, to do that course on the regular. Oh, yeah. If you want to get your leg work done, doing your hills, <laughs> all of that's facilitated. There's a bit of grass, there's a bit of concrete, there's cross country. You can get all abilities. That's interesting. Whether you're running, sprinting or jogging or simply out for something different, that's all there. It's got a bit of variety and it's a, it, it, to a degree unique. Uh, Mount Lucas is being represented this evening by Maraid Scally. Maraid, there's something fairly unique in relation to Mount Lucas as well. The, the, the landscape, a lot of people talk about. You might uh, tell us what people might arrive upon if they're to take part in the Mount Lucas Park Run. Yeah, so the Mount Lucas Park Run is set at Mount Lucas Wind Farm. So we have a one lap flat course um, with great PB potential if you're interested in that. Um, it's on the wind farm, so it's quite scenic and beautiful. Like you see the landscape changing throughout the year. So each week you'll kind of see something different, spot something different, might see some interesting animals, flora, fauna. Wow. Um, it's a fabulous course. And because um, it's on the the um, wind farm, which is owned by Board Namona. Board Namona have been great sponsors and supporters of us um, in terms of use of the land and in terms of supporting us, say, um, the odd Easter egg at Easter or a selection box at Christmas. Some inducements then. Yeah. <laughs> um, they've been fantastic, fantastic supporters and sponsors. Okay, so there's there's something to be said then for, for the the visual element of, of being there. It's It sounds completely different uh, to the others. Um, we then go to Mullingar and... Um, Mullingar, interesting, uh, Martin Murphy, for the fact that in the Midlands, it's the one that has a junior park run. And having brought my eight year old on the Tullamore 5K, uh, I think she would have appreciated (laughs) uh, taking on the junior one, which is obviously a bit shorter. Uh, You must uh, get um, you must get a decent attendance on the Sundays for the junior park run. Uh, Talk us about talk to us about the location and how um, the kind of the, the two events, Saturday and Sunday, tend to go. Yes, well, in, in Mullingar, we like to pride ourselves in having the flattest park run in Ireland, the, the flattest 5k in Ireland. Um, ha, uh, 2.6 kilometres of it is on the Royal Canal uh, towpath, and then it changes back down onto the old rail trail uh, Greenway, and 2.4 kilometres back to the finish line. I know it sounds very easy, 2.6 and 2.5, but it's still 5 <laughs> kilometres. <laughs> but it's 5k your way, and that's the way it's done um, uh, on the Saturday. It's It's the 5k, and then uh, our event director on the Saturday, uh, she couldn't be here this evening. She's um, attending a wedding, so uh, she sends her apologies. Uh, that's Blonnet Adamson. Okay. Uh, Blonnet is is uh, the driving force behind it on the Saturday there because um, um, without her, as I'm looking at my colleagues around the table here, um, without Blonnet and the likes of these people, parkrun doesn't happen, you know what I mean? So everybody has to have a run direct or an event director, and it's credit to her on the... Um, we on this on the Saturday we have about um, eighty people every Saturday on average about eighty. That's a tremendous uh, attendance, yes, isn't it? Yes, uh, eighty people come. Um, we're also looking for volunteers and more participants. So the more the merrier, volunteers wise and participants wise, all of us very welcome. And, we, and as um, my comrades here beside me have said, we'd delight to see you. And um, 
we hope we'll have we'll have a lot more on the junior um, the junior is on a Sunday morning at half past nine as well yeah. it's on the old rail trail only uh, okay. it's it's an out and back course it's two kilometres um, um, d- different than the five kilometres on the and 2k uh, is a fair distance for a young child anyway it you is. know it I, is. I, I've, yes. I've been at the junior cross country uh, county championships in Offaly and um, they're very much structured up uh, you did some of them are only doing 800 and yes. so on so the 2k yes. is it, the 5k is tons for them so 2k yes. is plenty as well oh, 2k is great and and um, most kids would actually surprise you on how fast that they can do that they can do 2k it's 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 absolutely amazing some of the times i know parkrun is not about times junior or adult it's not about times it's about participation we all look at them though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> especially some of the adults yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah it's it's uh, it's it's brilliant to see we're getting between 30 and 40 children uh, we started in in April this year um I'm the event director there okay um, but um I'm 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 held together by uh, an awful lot of people from the adult park running fairness uh, the core group from the adults who step in to help as well and have supported me absolutely brilliantly the whole way through and the parents uh, of the children are fantastic on Sunday mor- on on Sunday mornings they they help out they can't do enough so it's absolutely brilliant. As I said, the the two, it's it's a two k distance. The other di- the, the the other difference is, is uh, there's no dogs allowed or no scooters okay. or bikes or anything like that. It's for it's that's uh, parkrun um, uh, rules for slip. Uh, it's probably to, to prevent uh, slips, trips, and falls. Well, you've got a, a dogs, especially you know. when it's very much well attended. Then yes. you've got a lot of uh, legs and and whatnot to yes. to, to, yes. to avoid tripping up yes. over. Um, we are going to take a very quick break and as Martin put it, we're going to be rejoined by the Parkrun uh, colleagues and comrades uh, to maybe just dig into a bit more as to why people are giving up their time so freely and so happily when it comes to these events. Health and Fitness with David Hollywood with the Hearing Consultancy. Book a free hearing test at our clinics in Clara, Edenderry, Kinnegad, Mullingar, Tillamore and get impartial advice on hearing aids, ear protection, tinnitus help and more. Thehearingconsultancy.ie On Health and Fitness this week we're celebrating the 100th uh, running of Tullamore's Park Run so we are joined by representatives from the Tullamore Park Run Mount Lucas Park Run as well as that from uh, Mullingar and Athlone we've had a message in uh, from one of the more prominent members of Tullamore Park Run that is Jack Ryan who's helped pull us uh, together a lot of the people if not all of them who are in here today and um, specifically to Tullamore uh, Jack says that uh, they'd be lost without Deirdre and Garode who join us uh, in studio now um, Garode is fantastic he runs he stops he chats and he starts running again <laughs> is, is that a, a fair <laughs> review of your running technique Garode? Yeah well see when you have a big dog you also have big problems along the way, so you have to stop and clean up after yourself as well. So maybe that's what he's talking about, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but I suppose one of the things I like enjoying this is that I'm not a particularly fast, I only do that once a week and maybe a little bit myself for the odd occasion, but I love to see, I love to encourage others, you know, that person just in front or just behind, and I'm quite happy to drop back yeah. and bring that other person in or to push them to the end. You'll probably hear me shouting that last 500 metres, 200 metres, and push, 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 push. And they're in front of me. I've no real interest <laughs> in getting there. I'm just happy I, I, I sweat it over the line along with the dog. But again, you're saying, you know, you know that's that's the nice bit. You do get the, hands, the chance. And as Deirdre said earlier, again, being a blow in again makes it a little bit more difficult and you're chatting to people. Uh, and again, my, my big thing is, is I'm a, a Gaelgor, so I'm Gaelgor Ladini. Agus, you know, being said, Ach Ladini, Husnins, or Gaelgor So you'll pick up a cup of Gaelgor along the way and we'll have a, a bigger. Uh, chat then about that and that's what opens up and makes me, me my intri- 
piques my interest. On a while. Um, and then with Broad, obviously, Broad, uh, all his commands are Asquega, so it's Brustig Hurtig, it's Quinny Hurtig. And uh, I get the great, great chat out of people uh, and the likes of that then. And it opens up that those conversations with people, as Deirdre said, and we're very lucky the system we have there with Jenny's, uh, you know, there's quite a big area there for us to chat out, uh, chat with afterwards and have the cup of tea and get to know people. Uh, yeah, and it's really important to understand that it's not the running part that is the because you can go to, there's plenty of athletic clubs and that's the difference. Yeah. Right? I don't have that commitment, I don't have that interest, but, uh, you know, to know they're Saturday morning, they can pop on down, I may not be in there for a while and still have that chat and, and get to know people and, and yeah, like that, you often just change my, my route, you know, to, or as in the style of running, because you've popped up beside someone, they may be a volunteer, or sorry, a, um, a visitor, they may be, you know, just that little bit behind, you may have met them before, and you just chat away as you go along, and that's as much part of it as, as getting the time, you know. Um, I wanted then to ask uh, Mairead Scully, uh, who's here with Mount Lucas Park Run, how did you get into it yourself? What brought you to the park run? Um, so like that, I'm a blow into the local area. So I had um, moved to Dangan in December 2018. I had two young children, so I was trying to kind of get back into fitness, started kind of running a bit on my own. I'd heard about Parkrun and I arrived at it um, a few weeks after I'd only moved to the area, kind of as a nervous stranger going in. <laughs> but honestly, that day I left with friends and connections and I just kept going back. And I've been there every nearly uh, nearly every week since, bar the when it broke for COVID and broke my heart. Um, yeah. Like the friends you make and the connections you make. And I think... There's just a wonderful sense of community and like that cheering other people on and getting to know people, meeting people and befriending people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, all genders, all ages, people you never thought you'd meet or be friends with. It's just absolutely fantastic. And then you'll squeeze in that volunteering to give back because you're invested in this people, invested in this event and you know the good it can do for other people. Um, and it's just such a buzz uh, and kind of a great sense of community spirit to do that volunteering at it and to give back to it as well. That's the other side of it, of course, as well, because it's it's one thing to turn up and really in, in, enjoy the park run and, and the welcoming atmosphere. But that's really generated and fostered by those people who are giving up their time to 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 mark out the course, uh, to welcome people who are there for the first time, to find out if there are visitors, and all of this uh, is part of the framework and the tapestry of what makes Park Run not just a place where people meet up to go for a run. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Like I go at the moment, I bring my nine year old daughter Pearl along with me, and we have a nice slow steady run every Saturday. And then every few weeks, the two of us will volunteer. I'll be run director, and she'll be token sorter, so she'll reorder all the tokens at the end to get them ready for the next week. Brilliant. And I think it's really nice to kind of foster that sense of giving back in her as well and in children. So like it's fantastic. It's community. It's family bringing families together. The dogs, the children, everybody. Um. Martin Murphy, the Mullingar one where you're particularly over the, the junior park run on a Sunday. What we're talking about there is introducing young people to exercise in an outdoor environment in a world that really provides less and less and less of that for them as they go through their um, uh, different ages and, 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 and phases of their life. So there must be some personal reward in, in seeing the positive engagement happen and whatever about any of them, a certain percentage of them will be permanently passionate about uh, athletics or exercise or, or these these things that they're doing while they're developing Absol- absolutely um even there's a journey um even even parents have said and parents have passed comments that um 
they when they're going away after the run on the on the or the the event on the Sunday mornings that they come to me and say, Oh, thanks very much because you got me out of bed this morning at half past eight when normally we'd be all looking at screens or yeah. or, or we or we'd be having a late breakfast uh, and we wouldn't budge out of the house on, on twelve o'clock and it was raining we wouldn't budge out at all. So people are very grateful, you know what I mean, that, that there is something in Monangar for their children to do at at that. But personally myself, I think any time that you can have children doing something positive like running, walking, skipping, jumping, anything like that, and you can have them doing that and away from a little bit of screen time, I think it's a very positive thing in today's world. And um, I just see the benefits and I just see children every week they're coming with they're sulking and they don't want to be there and <laughs> this, that and the other. And 10 minutes later or 12 minutes later or 24 minutes later when they cross the line, the elation in their faces and they can't wait for next week. And as well as that, Children, children. Some children are not into GEA. They're not into yeah. other sports, and probably athletics is probably a seventh class or a seventh. It's classed as a seventh class sport in Ireland. Behind it, probably rugby, GEA, all all those type of things. And children sometimes it can be a, a little bit intimidating to join an athletics club, but even even for adults, it can be it can be intimidating. And that's why parkrun is so good. Adult parkrun as well. Uh, people don't want to join athletics clubs, and they don't want to do that. But some children have come to us, and all of a sudden they've realised that. God, I'm not a bad runner at all, so yeah. I might actually join the athletics club, and it gives them the confidence to move there if that's what they want to do. But if they don't want to do that, they're still very welcome with us, and they can do the two k every um, Sunday morning, or they can do it with their parents during the week and 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 train towards that goal on the Sunday morning if they feel like they want to PB, or if they feel like they want to jog the two k without stopping, or do we feel like they want to skip it without stopping? That's 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 an absolute massive thing for me, and I just enjoy the journey that I can watch children doing that and adults, by the way, yeah. on the Sunday the same as 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 others have mentioned, like the the journey that people are on. You know what I mean? Like, I remember there's 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 one man in Mullingar, and I think it's 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 a massive story. He's he's gone to eighty years of age you now, and he joined the park run in Mullingar. He 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 does a bit of tourism as well. He goes around the country. He does a few different ones, but this guy he has had everything thrown at him, and he's had. He's had an illness. He's he's had cancer. He's he's got through this. You know what I mean? And he he says only for parkrun. He gets me going. He gets me out of the house on a Saturday morning all the time. And my goal in life and everybody's goal in life should be to be like that man when he's eighty years of age. That hopefully we can all run parkrun and participate in parkrun. And parkrun can do that for you if you let it. To have that purpose at Absolutely. the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, as I listened to Martin telling us about that man, um, Paul Callahan, I'd ask you, he, he referred to something I find really interesting, actually, which is the dynamic of when we all wake up in the morning and, and either the weather isn't great or you're tired from a long week's work. It doesn't really feel like the best idea in the world. Uh, but by the time we get out that front door that you put your runners on or that you hit the start line or you at some point during the race, it, it, it always transforms. It's like a 100% success rate in terms of changing your mentality uh, from when you think about doing it to, to when you do do it. Is it something that you recognise yourself? Yeah, it's something that I would I, I would see always. Like Nobody wants to lace up when it's raining outside. But if you lace up, if you get to the start line, that's that's what you want, yeah. and there's nobody ever gave out of it. Their runner, their jog, or who they met, or they seen somebody they hadn't seen in six months time or weeks time. It was all, it's all building your family. The park park on family is brilliant. So there's there's so many varieties of people from young to old mixing 
where you'd never mix in yeah. any other circumstances. Other clubs are, are always, the, you've got like groupings of people, young lads at soccer clubs always. or, you know, it, it's always grouped in that way. But for something like Park Run, Park Run there's absolutely no, everyone. It's a complete mixture. Jolly mixtures or sweets. It's just every, <laughs> every variety is coming, box of chocolates. Um, the fact that you can come up on a Saturday morning, it's free. You don't have to pay for membership. You don't have to pay for your ticket. and You're going to get your timed event. You're going to come through and get your funny tokens. Odd occasion, you might get chocolate biscuits and Easter eggs and treats <laughs> as well. Um, what, when we do our milestones, like the 100th event that they're going to have tomorrow, no doubt, there'll be some perks at the finish line that'll mm. encourage everybody to try their try their best, maybe get a PB. That's but it. if not that, just to come and have a chat and have tea afterwards and be part of the community. It's a, it's a good builder for that. And I think we're all blue ones from... <laughs> that's it, yeah. I was, I, was, I, was, I was thinking that uh, as everybody was saying that's, it. That's the only common denominator tonight is we're all blue ones, but we're, we've all taken to the locality and made, made ourselves part of the community. And that's the welcoming part. Park run as a family, as uh, Paul's saying. I suppose some of the problem is that you can't get away from it. Uh, you're talking about getting up on a Saturday morning when you're on the holidays. We were reviewing in the skill and living in Galway. Uh, and you just, uh, the natural thing is to look up and see where your nearest park run is. So, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. This is my daughter years ago, before I think they were even here, she went to South Africa with my family and they were doing their park run and a half six because I think it needs to be there at that time. But you know, even getting out of a caravan in the morning and trying to find all your gear under the <laughs> have it prepared the night before and trying to find somewhere you might get a shower afterwards or it might be a dip in the sea, might be the way. But like that, you you kind of saying when you when you land somewhere or at the hotel you've been at weddings and three or four say who's getting up for the park run in the morning? Oh, uh, and you're looking part, it's part of the itinerary. When you're going somewhere you have to figure out is there a park run? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Deirdre, I'm gonna give you the last words uh, because You've attended just about every one of the 100 Tullamore Park runs. Um, for people listening, uh, if if they haven't ever done a park run before, can you talk us through? Can you guys let us know? How, do we register? It's You register online. You look up park run online, basically. Yeah, it's, it's parkrun.com. So you register. Um, and what you do is you get a barcode. So you take a picture of the barcode on your phone uh, or take your email and bring it with you. You arrive uh, at every park run. There is a welcome person for the first timers. So they'll explain the route to you um, on that and some of the safety issues. There's always first aid. People are trained. There's marshals on site um, and we have tail walkers and park run walkers. So you're never the last person. And if you want to walk, you can walk with that person. Say that that you're new um, and then you do your, your walk, your run, your jog, whatever it is. Um, and when you cross over the finishing line, you're handed a barcode uh, token um, and you move on then to the scanner and the person scans your barcode that you've got and the token you've just received. And then you'll get a text or an email um, later that day, depending, please God, the results all went well <laughs> and upload it over the cup of coffee and you get your results then. Um, and you bring that same barcode with you all around where the world um, that you actually do your, your park run. Um, and it records it then for, for good um, on that. If you don't have your barcode, come down anyway, um, because we can find you on the system if you've registered. Mm. Um, and if you haven't registered, come anyway. We'll talk you through. We'll help you register. We, we can register you on the phone if we have a bit of time. Um, and come down anyway and, and join us. You don't have to, to bring your barcode. Um, come with us. David, before we go, it would be remiss of me not to thank some of the people who have helped uh, the canal. Fire ahead, yeah. Um, 
we have Offaly County Council, uh, um, uh, Irish Waterways, because obviously we're on the canal. Um, it is a flat one, so anyone with buggies, please come uh, with the children um, on that. Uh, we've Healthy Ireland, um, and also we have our Goshka vol- volunteers. So we have two girls at the minute, uh, Tegan and Neve, um, and we would be lost without them. So um, we really appreciate the schools for working with us. Uh, Tullamore Credit Union have our, our big sponsors and um, supporters of, of ours and the community guardy um, on that who, who come down uh, anytime there's anything going on, cycle down their bicycle and come um, on that. So um, Mental Health Ireland are supporting our, our um, funding the coffee tomorrow. There is cake, uh, so please do come uh, come down um, with us, bring the kids and, and enjoy the day. So thank you very much. Um. As Deirdre says there, it takes a village really to uh, deliver these events. Uh, so the very best of luck with tomorrow morning. Um, Garode and Deirdre Oman from Tullamore Park Run, Martin Murphy from Mullingar, Mount Lucas's uh, Maraid Scally and Paul Callahan uh, from Donegal, but representing Athlone. Thank you all so much for coming in and the best luck with all your park runs going into the future. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Health and Fitness with David Hollywoods in association with the Hearing Consultancy with free hearing test clinics in Clara, Tullamore, Kinnegad, Mullingar Dental Clinic and now at Keen's Care Plus Pharmacy Edenderry, thehearingconsultancy.ie. Now, very shortly on Health and Fitness this evening, we'll be looking at how your environment, how you live and where you live has an actual effect on your biological health and how quickly ultimately you age. I think there's nobody disputing how much smoking affects how we age biologically. Uh, So for the longest amount of time, it's been the advice to not smoke. Uh, I'm very glad to say that uh, from quit.ie, Stop Smoking Advisor, uh, Amanda Caulfield has joined us live in studio. Amanda, thank you for giving of your time of a Friday night. No problem at all, David. Thanks for the invite as well um, and to come in and talk about the service. No, not at all. And having gone through the website and and, and looking at... um, what's what's there in terms of resource and advice um i wanted to open this up with um kind of presenting to you the idea of someone who's listening tonight who just thinks yeah do you know what i'm gonna just engage with this for the first time because a lot of the time smokers will be like there's so many ways of talking yourself out of it Uh, what if someone's starting to talk themselves into it? Talk us through quit.ie. OK, so my service or the service is around person centric, of course. Um, everyone that comes in the door that is thinking about a quit um, journey. Um, the first part is to start where the person's at and what they would like to do about it. And I suppose the service um, is unique as in that it sets out a plan for a person. Their plan, they produce it and... Our job is to empower and encourage that person to give it a go and just give it a chance as well and see how they get on with it. And there's a bit of a maxim there, isn't it? If you can do a certain amount of days, then you've really broken the back of it typically. 28 days, they say five times more likely to stay quit as well. So 28 days, they say 28 days to build any sort of habit, any sort of behaviour change. Mm. So if you can get through the first four weeks, you are on a steady plan to get to your year quit. And that would be kind of the major success milestone, is it, if you if you get to a year off? Um, so the way that the programme is designed is you would meet with the advisor and you set out your quit date. So that could take between one to four meetings of, um, to decide that. Once the quit date um, in place, then 
there would be a two week check in, a four week check in, an eight week check in, a 12 week check in. And then we kind of check in as much as we need to with that person. And then um, we would have a six month and, of course, the year check in. OK. Therefore, you're interacting with people who are giving up and who are off cigarettes uh, for different periods of time over the course of their quitting journey. What do you observe in their sort of self-esteem around the issue uh, from the start where they're barely pro- they're afraid to acknowledge they're doing it? Yes, there's to- a little bit of that. It's like at the start, um, all the programmes are evidence based as well. So these programmes are tried and tested. They're evidence based and basically the work is kind of done for that person. We know what works for you. Um, yes, you come to week four and a person is won't admit, God, can I call myself? a non-smoker mm. but sh- slowly but surely um, a person builds the confidence to say actually you know I've done more without the cigarettes than with the cigarettes and I suppose in the clinics we see great success in terms of self-esteem and making one change in life is like a ripple effect around them as well you might have a family where one person comes in to decide right I'm giving up cigarettes and that ripple effect where the partner might give up then the house becomes smoke free um, and then that little bit about the behaviours around children as well they're not seeing um, their guardian smoking or their family members as kind of monkey see monkey do as well so it's the ripple effect within the community as well which is great. I grew up observing this kind of ripple effect in a way yeah. because I think um, up to a point smoking was in our everyday environment. It was in the office. It was in the social spaces, the restaurants, mm-hmm. just a bit in in the home uh, so often. And uh, bit by bit, block by block, it got taken away and changed. And we got to, I thought, now this is just subjective anecdotal mm-hmm. uh, experience, a really good place with the fact that younger people really weren't engaging with smoking the way they had done in previous generations. Mm-hmm. Does the vaping side of the world give you pause for concern now? Or um, that for sure, yeah. And I think all healthcare professionals are concerned about um, vaping among young people. Um, the HSC do offer a We Can Quit programme, mm. um, Quit for Youth it's called. So the idea of that is that it's co-produced and facilitated with a community health worker or a community support worker and it's an eight week programme that it, it tackles the exactly what you're talking about, the vaping and smoking issues among young people. Um, I think within the HSC um, we're really led by evidence base. So at the moment, we can't say that vaping um, is a good way of stopping smoking either. So we are always at the po- we're really cautious about it. And I think more and more evidence is appearing around the use of nicotine on younger children yeah. and the impact of that nicotine hit on a developing brain is really where we're focusing on. I kind of just feel like if you look at the owners of these vaping brands, it speaks to um, uh, what uh, what the potential for them is in a negative mm-hmm. sense. Um, let's kind of move back towards the positive. Like, yeah. uh, how long have you been in your role as a stop smoking advisor? What is it about the work that, yeah. that kind of gets you up every day? Um, I'm in it a year. And honestly, what gets me up every day is the people I meet. Really? And yeah, I, I just enjoy the work so much. And it's not it's the little successes and it's the little wins for people. 
in terms of if they get to four weeks and they have a slip, it's like, come back, let's try again and try something different. And again, it's the ripple effects. It might, um, I might be able to signpost them into another resource or another way of looking at things. I often meet lots of people with, let's say, lots of different things going on in their lives. And as a HSC and um, a, a healthcare professional, we're always at the point where we're trying to kind of encourage and promote and empower the person at every, per- at every point. Well, if we had more people in our lives like that, then I think we'd all be flying it. Um, yeah. Amanda Caulfield, a Stop Smoking Advisor with Quit.ie in the HSE. Thank you so much for coming in to speak to us on Health and Fitness this evening. Thank you very much. Health and Fitness with David Hollywoods in association with The Hearing Consultancy. Passionate about hearing and hearing health, we use the latest technologies to identify and analyse hearing issues and provide their solutions. Book a free test on thehearingconsultancy.ie. You're very welcome back to the show. Now, for most of us, um, the sense of home and security is one that we have a great priority and value over. It's become, I suppose, more telling in this country through the housing and homelessness crisis. And uh, there is some great work being done in the background in this country and beyond. And it's beyond where we're going on health and fitness uh, this evening. Just to what degree does your housing circumstance affect your health? I'm very glad to say that Dr. Amy Clare from the Australian Centre for Housing Research in the University of Adelaide has joined us on the programme this evening. Uh, Amy, we've got you on the show uh, because you're uh, the lead author on a very interesting paper, uh, Are Housing Circumstances Associated with Faster Epigenetic Aging? So what we're talking about here is the biological aging of ourselves in relation to our housing. Tell us, before you started work on this, what was it that attracted you to this uh, topic, this idea? Why did you feel it was important to work on? So I've got a long-standing interest in the in studying the link between housing and health. I think it stems from, like most people's research interests, personal experience, but also the idea that housing, like you touched on, is this universal universally important uh, aspect of our lives and with um safe and secure housing we're able to or a better position to live healthy and fulfilling lives so um what we were hoping to contribute with this paper was to build on this existing evidence base of the importance of housing to health by looking um instead of individual aspects or instead of at, at individual um, illnesses or or health outcomes, trying to get at the mechanism underlying the link between the two. So looking to see if we can explain some of this link with health by studying biological aging. So trying to see if we can use this relatively new measure of objective health to understand this link. Okay, first and foremost, then what is objective health? How do you how do you quantify what you're looking at in this study? So when I say objective health, I just mean different to quite often in, in this research we've used subjective health measures. So just asking people um, for their own ratings of their health. And this is great. It's a really useful measure. It reflects reality. Apart from anything else, who are we to tell people that they should be feel healthy or um, be happy with their lives if that's not how they feel? Um, but it has been linked to objective health. However, when you're trying to push for policy change and when you're trying to produce evidence to have impact, having these objective measures is just a bit more 
rightly or wrongly, a bit more persuasive. Um, so this information is based on blood samples that's then an analysed to collect information on what's called DNA meth methylation. And then some people have used this data to create this uh, measure of the speed of people's ageing. So to try and get at the idea that some people age differently. So, you know, it, we all know someone that is um, older than their years, you would say, sure. or someone who's older, chronologically speaking, has higher chronological age, but appears really young and healthy. So it's trying to actually quantify this idea of some people ageing differently and then how this links to their health. Contained within this study is ultimately evidence and a suggestion that renting, particularly in the UK, specifically where the work is based, um, but we can maybe hang our hat on this, generally speaking, um, renting for a long period in your life can bring in environmental factors that can speed up that biological ageing process. Yes, we found private renting was associated with a faster pace of biological ageing. Um, and we compared this, we were comparing this to owning outright, but we included people who had mortgages and people that were living in social rented housing and the analysis. And we didn't find any difference for people who were social renting or, or, or buying with a mortgage. So it's not renting itself that is having this effect or even the debt or the financial pressure of having a mortgage. There's something about private renting that's, associated with this faster aging. And we think that that is likely the insecurity that private renters face. Uh, so particularly um, this, this analysis, the data we used predates changes in Scotland and Wales that affected their security, but the lack of um, security at the end of a fixed term tenancy, for example. So the continued existence of no fault evictions, um, the uncertainty that comes with um, the potential for rent increases, for example. So as well as potentially the lower quality in private rented housing. So on average, when you look at the data, um, the quality of private rented homes is lower than in other 10 years. So mm. we think it's picking up these characteristics of uh, private renting and capturing how it affects people's health. It's very interesting. I imagine as well that... In built up areas, you have large collections of, of private rental apartments and homes. Um, so things like particulate matter in the air and pollution, would that have a factor as well? Yeah, potentially. So we did include urban or rural, uh, whether you live in an urban or rural area in the analysis, we didn't find anything. But it could be being picked up elsewhere because that's obviously quite a crude measure. Um we did find evidence of a influence of historical exposure to pollution, uh, people reporting having lived in a home that was affected by pollution. So but it's likely that's playing a role as well. OK. And um, what I thought was very interesting is the comparison of these dynamics in terms of biological ageing uh, in comparison to some other well-known aspects that affect our health. So uh, versus unemployment or versus even smoking, uh, that the, the aging process that, that it seems like private rented accommodation visits upon us is more extreme than the two of those. That, that sounds remarkable. So to be clear, it's not worse than currently smoking, but it is worse than reporting being a former smoker. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, nearly double the impact of being unemployed. And what I think is really interesting when you think about those characteristics is that we know smoking is bad for you and with help, hopefully you can stop. We know unemployment is not an ideal situation, but hopefully it's temporary. 
private renters are often renting for a long period of time with little to no likelihood of that changing anytime soon you know they're not actually doing anything wrong they're not do, you know they're, they're just that's how they get their housing um, and we're finding this massive health impact so yeah we, we we included those measures because it's important to control from the, them in the analysis but to compare the effects that we found it was quite shocking to see private renting come out above unemployment for example yeah, and as you say, there are circumstantial and specific differences that we always have to be conscious of. But uh, as a headline comparison, it, it serves its purpose to quantify just how how big the effects are. And a final question, um, Amy, is this information should only serve to add pressure to any government looking at their housing policy because of the far reaching effects that their decisions while they are in government can 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 have. Yeah, so that's um, certainly my hope with the analysis is that it can contribute towards this uh, movement to rethinking our housing policy because it has such a huge impact on people's lives more broadly. Um, and there's a potential for uh, governments to benefit from these changes as well. You know, if it has these health impacts, there's potential to save money on health spending, for example, if we don't see these health consequences, apart from it being, you know, maybe the better argument is it's it's morally wrong that the people are affected like this by their housing. But if if you have to persuade people um, and, and people aren't convinced by this, then hopefully they can be convinced by the potential for savings elsewhere if they change their approach to housing. That's it. A big thanks to Dr. Amy Clare on that uh, story regarding epigenetic ageing. And uh, if you want to save money in the health department, then start providing uh, for better housing. Uh, Finally, uh, just want to get to a couple of comments before we hand over to Joe Cooney uh, is uh, from Finian here who says that the Tullamore Park Run is a super group of volunteers, always friendly and encouraging. And that's from a fairly uh, regular participant who always enjoys the park run if volunteering, walking or the odd sprint. And having seen Finian in action, I can tell you he's perfectly capable of, of the occasional sprint. Uh, another message that's come in from Bernie uh, who listens every Friday. She says, is there any chance you could mention the dip in the lake on Sunday? It's held all over Ireland for Breast Cancer Research Institute and um, the dip is at the diving board in Loch Ool in Mullingar uh, all are welcome and it's really great for your mental and physical health thanks Bernie for getting in touch thanks everybody for taking the time to li- listen to Health and Fitness this week I'll be back uh, next week Joe Cooney is waiting in the wings with Country Roads we're heading over to the news